0: And welcome to the two-man power trip of wrestling. I am your host, JP John Paz. And with me today is a former ECW superstar. You may know him as Sal E. Graziano, or, of course, a member of the vaunted FBI. He is, of course, Big Sal. Sal, what's going on? How are you doing today? How's it going, man?
1: How are you going fast and loose with the the term superstar, huh? That's not bad. (laughs) Hey, just just throwing that around, huh? All right. come on you're an ecw superstar come on i'll take it man, i guess <laughs> so uh yeah thanks for having me on man. this is uh this is cool i'm glad uh it's my first time here so yes awesome hopefully hopefully it won't be the last won't be uh booted from the show yes hopefully not <laughs> hopefully everything goes well hopefully yes so what's going on with you what, what have you been up to well let's see uh so we got the conspiracy horseman thing going on uh we had that uh been doing we've just relaunched uh the horror junkyard apocalypse which is our horror host show uh we cover old crappy movies um old old crappy horror movies to be more s- specific um and we we deal with video games we deal with tabletop games um just kind of getting back to the stuff i've always loved um it's kind of always been the thing you know And it's it's kind of one of those things where you didn't really talk about it in public back in the day you know that was like uh you know, you you kept that nerd, kept that stuff on that nerd stuff on down low. But now it's cool. Now everybody can talk about. It. Now everybody, oh yeah, I was a nerd back in the day. Yeah, I used to do this. Yeah, no, you didn't. You lying bastards. Yeah. But now everybody's got their own podcast for it. And everybody's doing their own deal, man. So uh, I'm just kind of, I guess we're just going back to just trying to get back to what we loved, um, and hopefully that'll uh, that'll take off and go its own way. What's going on with Conspiracy
0: Horseman? We haven't seen you guys in a few weeks. (sighs) Oh, boy.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, uh, here's the thing. I'm not a lawyer. However, we've been informed not to say anything. We've been uh, told. Um, I listen to people smarter than me, so I I just keep my mouth shut. And that's what we were instructed to do, keep our mouth shut. And we'll see what happens, see where it goes. Uh, We've been demonetized from YouTube. Uh, we've thrown off a twitch, uh, pulled off a pod bean. Like, just everything, They, you know, just no matter where where you turn and the door keeps getting shut, it just seems like the deck gets a little stacked and you're going, hmm. And, you know, uh, you watch stuff around you, like uh, guys like Daniel Crowder, um, those guys, guys like him. He's got millions of listeners. Guy's got lawyers. He's got, you know, half Asian lawyers. He's got all kinds of guys around him. And they're shutting him down too. Um, you know he's got lawsuits against YouTube. He's got all these stuff going on. And then you look at us, and and I'm, you know, I know in in the propaganda, in the propaganda department, you know, you're never supposed to say you're small time, but compared to these guys, we're we're we are we we do not have that level, and we're getting shut down from everywhere we turn. So it's like, it's really disheartening, and you really you don't ever want to see because. But there's that side where as dark as it gets, you're like, well, obviously we pissed somebody off. Obviously we made somebody go, "Hmm, shut them down. And that kind of gives you that little, that little, all (laughs) right. You know, and it's like, well, I'll take it. You know, because honestly, I just, it makes you really wonder, like, what nerve did we hit? And we've hit so many. Like, (laughs) we've said so many things that offended people or upset people. And I just would, you know, I there's part of me that would just, just for satisfaction's sake, would love to know what was the thing that was said that made somebody go get rid of them, shut them down. So I don't know. It's, it's, you know, again, like I said, I'm letting the uh, I'm letting the smarter people in the group handle this. It's, it's out of my, it's out of my realm. So, do you know what it was, or was it multiple things? It was multiple things, man. And then that was the thing. Every time Ben would, you know, we 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 talk every day. We talk on this on the on the group chat, and we have messenger and stuff. And every day it would be like, "Oh, this got shut down. Oh, this got pulled. This got yanked." And it's like, "Come on!" Like at one point, I thought it was a rib. I thought Ben was just ribbing us. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, did it? And then, oh oh, crap, it did. (laughs) And then people, or I get I get a random, "Hey, where's the show?" And I'm like, "It's right there." Where it's oh, it's not there. Okay. And it just, stuff started getting yanked. And, um, even, even like stuff like Stevie, it's, it's, I find it so weird. Stevie, I go on his, uh, I go on his YouTube channel and I, I follow some of the, you know, some of the stuff, the reviews he does. And then I go to look at some of the other, and I can't, I don't get notifications. And we've, we have you know I subscribed. Why wouldn't I subscribe to him? He's a friend of mine. Why wouldn't I hit the stupid bell? I do all the stuff and I still don't get notifications. We're kind of thinking he's. Has some kind of a shadow band thing going on, and then I go look for Ben. I don't get I don't get stuff announcements from Ben. You know when he puts up a new video, and it's like, like aside from knowing the people personally and, and saying, "Hey guys, where where the hell's the video you guys are talking about?" Hey, did you guys see the video I put up? No, where where is it? Why didn't I get an announcement? So all of that, you know, it's very it's very tiny and very you know, minutia level of of like. Boring, but like, it 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 makes you think. Like, what the hell's going on? There has to be something else going on because it, if I'm not getting it, what about everybody else? Other people aren't getting it, and I don't know. It just it just it's kind of one of those things where you you don't think it. You would never think about it in the day. Like just to think, oh, I didn't get a notification. I wonder what I missed today. You don't think that way. I do think that way now because. I have to, if if my phone's quiet, if my my phone's silent for like an hour or two, I'm like, huh, wonder why I haven't heard anything. And normally you could just say, well, you're an unpopular person and no one likes you. (laughs) (laughs) But I know that's not true. I know my mom likes me. But aside from that, I'm not getting any notifications from YouTube. I'm not getting any of these things that I should be getting. And that makes me wonder, like, what is going on? Why, Why don't I get Stevie? Why don't I get Ben? You know why don't I see these things? Meanwhile, I'm getting notifications for a dozen other things, just not ours. So it it, it kind of makes me go, yeah, something's up. And and now seeing the collective, the big picture of everything, individually, it looks really. And I wish I wish I was I wish I had had the the thought of this. You know the pictures with all the little dots that make a bigger picture. Yep. That's what this is, because you're looking at it and you're going, Oh, it's a couple dots here. Okay, yeah, this screwed up, that screwed up, this screwed up, that screwed up. But the farther you pull back, the bigger picture it is. And that's what's happening. It's it's when you step back and you look, and it's just now become a different picture. And that's what's happened to us. We've we've been pretty much just driven off without somebody coming straight out and saying you've been driven off. They're just making things super difficult for people. And again, like I said, uh, told not to say anything, so I don't. And I know the other guys, the same thing. Everybody's trying to keep it close to the close to the pocket, but it's it's kind of disheartening. Three years we were on the air, so you know we uh, and we were trying, you know, again trying to just be a voice for everybody to listen to, not just okay, oh well, we're right wing, left wing, yeah yeah, whatever. But it was kind of everybody was just, Hey, we're not telling you what the truth is. We're telling you an option. Go look it up for yourself. Don't believe us. Whatever I say, don't listen to me. Go find out for yourself. Be smart on your own. And, you know, we had a community going and then the people in the community, they understood that. They understood, well, you know, what we say isn't law. We're not, we're not doctors. We're not lawyers. We're not uh, NASA scientists. We're not any of this stuff. We have our own opinions. We have our own thoughts. We just want to present a different angle. And maybe that'll cause you to go look and maybe you'll find something we don't. Maybe you'll find something that'll really flip the switch for you. Maybe you'll find something when you're looking and go, hmm, whoa, oh, there you go, and have your mind completely blown out of your head. And so like there's there's part of that and again not to not to paint the superhero cape on us because that's not what we are like we're just four guys four wrestlers who we all had our own thoughts and we all sat in our locker rooms quiet and when we bring this stuff up it'd be like oh yeah did you and just people ignore you. <laughs> so yep you know and but again it's that it, we it was it was kind of a weird I, I, honestly it's a weird way we all found each other but we found each other, and the fact is, uh, we we made a difference, and we made somebody uncomfortable. And now, now we're we're kind of floating. We're in that uh, in the phantom zone with Zod and those guys.
0: Seems like possibly there might be some light at the end of the tunnel with the realmma network, and and possibly uh, jumping on there because you can't get kicked off something because you got to pay to get on there. So you can't just kick somebody off of there. So that's might right. possibly could be
1: an option. You know, it's uh, I find it kind of funny. I just um, sent, somebody sent me the Adam Corolla. Uh, he went on a huge rant, which was really cool, and it was it, it very uh, it, it paralleled this. He kept calling it the pirate ship. He says, I have the pirate ship, and I don't know, are we allowed to curse on this? Sure, I know, I wanna, absolutely. Okay, yep. he kept saying, He goes come after me. He goes, if I was on the radio, I'd have to fucking apologize to everybody, but now you can all suck my dick. And he goes, this is my pirate ship. And he goes, it's my books I'm selling. It's my words I'm talking, and nobody can take it away from him. It's his ship. And, you know, literally the only way to get a pirate ship out of the water is if you go and blast it out of the water. And they're not going to do that. Everything's going to be shady. Everything's going to be subversive. It's it's no longer... You know what? It's, it's almost sad when you missed the days of uh, black-suited thugs showing up <laughs> and like trying to muscle you, because yep. you know you can handle that, but this, this this other stuff where they shut down your accounts and they kill your your feeds and everything else, this is ugh, it's garbage. <laughs> I missed the old the I missed the old days.
0: <laughs> yep,
1: <laughs> and they'll the quietly of- <laughs>
0: uh, eat the monetization everything up. Yeah, too. Yeah,
1: man, it's just, and then you just realize like. Uh, what was uh, Stevie on the one, his one thing he, he mentioned, he mentioned something and, um and he, the word, the literal I think the phrase was nine 11 and it had, it really wasn't anything to do with conspiracy or anything like, and they demonetized the whole episode. So like wow. they were listening, they were listening so closely to his, to his workout <laughs> that, that a word that they sent the algorithm was like, Nope, said nine 11 demonetize it. So, wow odd. Just odd.
0: Yeah, that is uh I don't know, just crazy worlds we live in now where the conspiracy horsemen are are too controversial because they're talking (sighs) about conspiracy.
1: Yeah. Hi. Now well that's a that's another thing too. It's that's a double-edged sword. Um there's a lot of a lot of buzzwords that came out of this era that a lot of us don't like. The word woke hate it. Hate Mm. it. It just means you're a douche. Um when people say it's conspiracy theory uh that's the automatic it's the automatic iggy that you're a nutcase or um oh they think jfk was killed by aliens or like <laughs> like just it's automatically just a, it's something somebody gets to say about you that it's it's basically a verbal eye roll so if you turn around and somebody says, uh, again, I don't want to get you demonetized or kicked off the air, but if I say uh, something about a an vaccine vein, and they say, oh, well, that's, that's uh, false news. That's false medical news. We have to pull you. Or if, oh, my God, you posted something on Facebook, um, that is uh, our fact checkers uh, have said no, that's false. Or we checked Snopes, and that's no. <laughs> All right, great. So now... It's just it's just something. If you say conspiracy theory, people get to discount you and discredit you uh, as either ignorant or a nut. And unfortunately, uh, again, now ready. This is this is the part where people go again. Um, It was a word concocted to put into documentation to discredit people. And to say, oh well, they're conspiracy theorists. So now that's its own little section of crazies. Yep. So terrific. Now it's automatically discredited. Anything you say. um, If you watch, if every one of the shows on on Discovery and uh, you know, American Channel of uh, Travel Channel, everything else, it all it's all wording. So they can they can literally say anything, and they could say, theorists say. And then follow follow that phrase with anything, and it's totally legal and cool. Theorists say that giant lizards used to walk around and smoke cigars and wear fezzes. Hmm. Okay, well, sure. But if I were to go, um, here's my thought: these giant lizards walked around and smoke cigars and wore fezzes. People go, oh, "What a nutcase!" I didn't say I didn't say some theorists think, and that makes right. it okay, and that makes it legal. And that makes it okay. Like that makes the law. So now, if anybody goes nuts on that, they can't come back to that show and say, "Well, he said it." We just said some theorists think that. <laughs> so it's it's all now. Everything is wording. And if we were to honestly, if if we put more thought into our show, I guess you want to call it, and wrote out a script where we can where we double talked all day and all night, so nothing could come back on us. Sure. I guess maybe we might still be on the air. But again, that's not who we are. It's not what we do. Not what we ever did. We never double talked. We never, we never, you know, uh like, using a wrestling term, we never, you know, never kayfabed anybody on anything. Everything we said was always a behind the curtain thing. And if and if we it needed explanation, we explained the shit out of it. <laughs> so like there there was no there was no mystery of Oh well, Oz behind the curtain. Well, you want to see behind the curtain? It ain't that glamorous, man. We'll t- we'll take you right behind the curtain, and that's that's what we did. And I guess you know, at, at a point, you, you know, we 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 made jokes and we had T-shirts, the world's most dangerous podcast, and we did the NWA gimmick, and you know, like the whole bit. But in the end, now it's like, well, I you know, you're giving us some credence to it. You know, you've made us you've made us these outlaws, and. You know, you want to you want to talk about you want to talk about the uh, the revolutionary war. You made us these people. You made us those guys who have to go and have these little shows and have these little talks in quiet places that Big Brother can't hear. Because now you've driven us underground. So now you can't keep track of us. Now you can't keep tabs on us. And now you have to wonder how dangerous can we get now that you're not watching anymore? So, and again, I'm going to shut up because <laughs> <laughs> because they told me to shut up, and I'm going to shut up. So, um I just want to leave you guys with that. Let's think about that for a little bit.
0: Yeah, think about that. Now, let's just completely change gears from yeah. the Conspiracy Horseman, from podcasting to what everybody knows you from, and that is your wrestling career. Do they really right. know me from that? I would think so. <laughs> I would hope so.
1: <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, again it it was something uh something i always wanted to do as a kid you know it's every, everybody's story my story is no it's, there's no magic to it there's no craziness it's, it's it's the same as everybody else who almost wanted to get in the business before let me let me preempt that before 19 let's see uh before the year 2000 let's call it um now everybody just wants to go on tough enough and get on and you know or get on a win a game show and get on so what my thing was, I grew up watching wrestling with my grandfather, with my father. And, you know, we used to go to the shows in Brooklyn. We used to go to all the church shows, you know, Vince used to run, uh, behind, in, in you know, like St. Mary's high school and all these other places in Brooklyn and Queens. He used to run the shows out there. So we used to go, we used to see these guys, you know, and these were the, you know, that's who you saw growing up and growing up in the eighties. That was it, man. Um, and oddly enough, Papadon, me and Papadon lived in the same neighborhood for years, never knew each other. Wow. Yeah. He went to school with my brother <clears throat> and we lived in Rosedale together. We lived in the same neighborhood um, for years and we went to the same school, PS 138 all day, Rosedale, baby, uh, in Queens and never knew each other. Um, and then we just you know, met each other at shows a couple of times and then. It was like through Ben. It was now I knew I met Ben at ECW when I uh, at Queens Boulevard. That was the first time I met Ben, um, and he was hanging out. And then, yeah, when I went down to Kentucky uh, with OBW, Ben was there. He was on on board there, and we met again. And it was just it was just one of those things we always kept running into. And I knew Stevie uh, ECW, and then kept running into him over and over. And again, then we just hey. did a show. Hey, you know, Steve. Oh, yeah, I know Steve. And we all knew each other. But, you know, but we didn't know each other, but we knew each other. So, and then, um, but ECW was one of the things, like I said, uh, and I'm sorry I go off on a tangent, and I just, um, it was one of the things I grew up watching wrestling, got into wrestling, um, went to Johnny Rod's, went to Gleason's. That's where I trained in uh, 1990. I started the end of 1990. It was my senior year of high school, 91. 1991. Yeah. Sorry about that. I got to think. But my senior year of high school, I started uh, going to Gleason's and I would, you know, get out of high school and drive in um, into Brooklyn and started there and just kept going. And uh, Dreamer, Taz, uh, Mondo Clean, Big Sweet William, um, Bill DeMont, uh, uh, Devon, Baba Angel, Spanish Angel. All of us came from the same place. And it was like, when ECW first started, it was such, it was such a funny thing because it was kind of one of those, ah, oh, probably, I'll probably never go there. That's a, That that was my thought. I was like, <clears throat> no, I never even thought about going there. Never thought about looking there. And then, um, you know, Johnny used to do this thing to us in the school. If uh, dances with Dudleys. I don't know. If you guys remember that back in the day. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Dances with Dudley's uh, Indio used to go and all the guys used to go, they would all start heading over to ECW. And you know, we would just, you know, watching from the outside, you know, at the school. Johnny would come up to us. We would be standing at the ring, like warming up or whatever, kind of getting ready to do our workout. And he would hit us in the back with a board or a chair or whatever was lying around by the by the side of the ring. And you turn around and you're like going to get hot about it, and he, and he would just go, "ECW, you can't get hot at me, you cocksucker," <laughs> and, and, and he would walk away. <laughs> that would be it. We, all right, and just like what are you supposed to say to that. He's right. You can't get mad at it. Um, and it, it just became a, a kind of an on running joke. And then when I finally got, I got called Devon. uh, all those guys had called me. Um, he had said, you know, hey, could you show up at Queens? I said, yeah, yeah, no problem. So I showed up at Queens, had my bag, went in, uh, did my first show with Spike. That was my first night. Um, I will go in, did the did the business, and the end of story. And I walked in the back, and they're all there, and Shane Douglas and those guys, and he, and they're all standing there, and they're all shaking their heads, and they have this fucking angry looks on their faces. And I'm like, oh shit, what's the matter? And Shane Douglas, like, oh yeah, you fucked up. And I'm like. Oh, boy. like, Oh my God. He goes, <laughs> you really, you really fucked up bad. And I'm like, Oh man. He goes, you got a job with us. And I'm like, Oh shit. That was weird. Like, <laughs> like, all right, man. Cause now it, there was, there was part of me where it's like, you know, you want to be cool, you know, especially look, man, I'm the, I'm the six nine, 600 pound guy who like, try to be cool, man. Just don't be an idiot. And here I am. I want to like scream and be like, woo. But you know, I'm just like, oh, huh, cool. <laughs> I'm gonna shit my pants because I'm like, wow, I just got a job with ECW. And I last thing I expected today. You know, I came in to just do business and go home. And it, you know, again, a lot you could say about it. We can all we all trashed it at, at one point or another. We were all mad at one one reason or another. But it's it was something that you know, we wouldn't trade. It's something honestly, it made us better. Um, even if it made us worse at the time, it made us better in the long run. And I, I will always appreciate that, and I will always, um, as much as you know, you want to punch people in the face. Um, there's, you know, you, you do want to you show your gratitude, and you, you guys like, like Paul, who they have, they had, you know, these ideas, and again, that's maybe not the same level, but I, I love the thought of being that creative, of making something out of nothing. to me that's that's a that's a level of art and i don't want to get too deep and you know weird about it but that's a level of art that i love like just making something that will always last there's that's going to be a legacy and like i sometimes don't recognize like you you know making jokes or whatever about my career career um Hmm. but i i again i i just having something, having a legacy that it will always be there. And people will say, oh, well, it's dead. Yes, it is dead. It's all That's all gone, but those memories of it will always be there. They're, it's never going to come back. To, even reunion shows, or if reunion shows on uh, Hardcore 69, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how many you want to have. You'll never get that lightning back. But those memories are always going to be there. You know, and and. As much as people didn't get along in the locker room, there was still something between everybody. Everybody had each other's back, even if they didn't like each other. And that, that was something that I think, I think it's gone. There is no uh, – again, I'm, I could be talking out of my ass. I don't know. But I just feel like that's, that level of intensity is gone. You know, Now it is literally just the business. Uh and, and nobody has nobody has a stake in it anymore.
0: I agree. Definitely. So when you know, you get in, you get hired, what do mm-hmm. they say? You're gonna be a part of the FBI? What do nope. they
1: they had no idea what the hell to do with me? Um one of one of my uh early one of the early thoughts was I was gonna uh I was gonna be with Chetty, Chris Chetty and Danny Doring. And I was gonna be their bouncer. And I would show up with velvet ropes and a disco ball. And during promos, I would just stand there and, and I was going to hold a disco ball over both of their heads while they did cut their promos. Okay. And it was going to be uh, Sally Nightlife. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, we, again, we had no idea. Um, Paul had no idea. Nobody had any idea. Um, but then I, they put me with Just Incredibles' group of crazy people. And it was like me and chastity and Jason and uh one man gang at the time. And so it, there was just, it was always the schmoz at the end of the show sort of deal. Yep. Um, And that was just kind of the, well, we don't know what to do with you. So you go here. And then um, one night I just went out with the FBI, uh, big Don, Tracy's mother, uh, Tracy's mother's and uh, Tommy rich. We went out. Um, I was Tommy Rich's bodyguard. And then we went there and then, it just took its own took its own turn i guess after that and then they just kept going with you know everything else
0: did you like that kind of role the bodyguard or is that just like the generic hey this guy's huge he's gonna be the bodyguard manager role
1: you know what it it was really um i was happy to be there I i know it sounds super super fucking pathetic but i was just happy to be there um and i would i would say things i would i would you always want to show, you always want to do, you know? And I would go up and I would say, Dreamer, Dreamer, I got an idea, I got an idea. No. Okay. Um, how about this? Dreamer, I got an idea. No. Okay. All right, no problem. Okay, Dreamer, what about this? No. Okay, sure, great. <laughs> so it was one of those things where they had an idea and they they knew the direction they wanted to go. And it was kind of like... Um, you don't want to rock the boat. You know, you want to keep your job. You want to, you know, you want to make sure everything goes smooth. So you don't want to screw anything up. So, you know, I did, I, you know, whatever you want me to do, you're me? To, okay, I'll, I get to play uh lucha crash pad. Great. No problem. And, you know, there's, there's parts like there's, there's video. Um, just green is green is all shit. And just guys flying and just me, you know, the landing on me. And at this point, literally not knowing, because my whole introduction into the business was working with uh, guys like, like Junkyard Dog, Nikolai Volkoff, um, Ken Patera, uh, you know Bundy, King Kong Bundy, guys like that. Like, and it was always okay. We do our bit, we do our bit, and then you know we go home. And and so my whole first year of 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 wrestling, of being in the business was working with these veterans who made everything so easy, you know, and it was okay, man, do this, do this. And then it was SD Jones. It was first time. Hey, how about we do this? Uh, why don't we, why don't you slam me? All right. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, Brother. that'd be great. It'd be great brother. And we, that's what we did. We spent all summer. Like that was our summer. So first year of wrestling, it was, you know, nothing, nothing, crazy nothing everything was easy you know what i mean it seems so easy and then switched over to ecw where everything changed you know there was no more you know hey we're still working carnivals and stuff but wow this is completely different <laughs> like this is completely nuts um so yeah so it, you watched and and as a time goes you know uh, you learn obviously and um I'm not one of those guys who's going to tell you I knew, I knew everything from the jump. I didn't know shit. I didn't know nothing, man. And, and I learned as I went. And luckily, again, I had guys, I had friends who we all learned from each other. And we all helped each other when we could. Um, you know, Angel, um, me and him. And then, uh, you know, guys like uh, C.W. Anderson, meeting guys like him, like professionals, like guys that were like out – like the charts top of the charts levels of professionals, um, guys like Danny and roadkill, like two to this day, two guys I love, absolutely love. Like I love those dudes beyond. I can't, I can't even talk about, uh, guys like crowbar. I got to meet, um, we've become friends because these guys were real and I was real with them and we all got to be friends and you learn things from your friends. So, if you were, F, you know, if you were fucking up and they would tell you, look, dude, don't do this. you fucking up. No, 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 don't do this. Try this. How about this? How about this? And we'd always try to help one another out. Nobody was ever trying to cut anybody's throat, you know, on this level. Uh, it was always, you know, Danny wasn't worried about me taking his spot. I wasn't worried about Danny taking my spot. You know what I mean? Or a road or anything like that. We always worked amazing together, you know, and it was always one of those things. If they look good, I'm going to look good. And if I look good, they're going to look good. And we always took care of each other. Guys like Spike, uh, day in and day out. I will do. I would take a bullet for Spike. He Matt is just amazing. And again, he made me, you know, come in. Literally, literally. How easy is this for a night? Go out, do a little Gaga, get kicked in the nuts, acid drop, go home. <laughs> you know, and it's like, yep. And sure. you, you sure. want to? People want to. You know, here's the thing. Everybody has evolved, uh, evolved. All the fans have evolved and nobody's, nobody's a mark anymore. Um, but you'll still get idiots who will say, oh, you're a jobber. Um, and then people, uh, this drives me nuts when they say it to people who are just huge and they say, oh, well, yeah, they didn't really do much. They didn't do much, but they, they basically made characters. They basically made the people you're you're cheering for. You know what I mean? Like this was all everybody was part of this wheel. And I'm gonna say the ECW fans were the first, they seemed to be the first ones to get that. They seemed to be the first ones to kind of shrug off the the jobber mentality. Um and they started to uh, again evolve into something that's now just a, a, a horrible level of people. And I, I'm so you know, I know here, don't say that. But yeah, there's some of these people are insufferable now. Um, all of these pundits, all of these wrestling experts online, uh, never stepped foot in the ring, laced up a boot day one, are going to tell people how to run a show or what, you know what they should have done? What, what should they have done, sir? Tell me from your mom's basement, what should they have done? to make the show better for you and to me that's that's the evolution of where it's where it's gotten to and i kind of think that reflects on the business as well because the business has become that as well the business has become a, a group of uh a group of meh. you know what i mean like i i don't know there's there's people out there who still they work and they kick ass and put everything in on every show one person or a thousand people or twenty 000 people they are performing top of their game but then they're you know the rest of them are just there for the paycheck and again not to not to steal it but wouldn't know a wrist lock from a wrist watch and i don't know it just seems it's a sad kind of a sad state of affairs for me but again not in the business anymore so i don't care yep
0: <laughs> as far as ecw though what did you think about the atmosphere, the style, you know, the the backstage? What did you, like, what did you think? Because you always hear stuff like, oh, it's crazy, drug culture, oh, the mm-hmm. style, they're all nuts. I mean, what mm-hmm. did you think about that?
1: That's right. That's about right. <laughs> <laughs> um, um I get like, look, man, I guess you can say, anybody can say that about whatever company they worked for, I guess, you know, um, I'm sure if you went to WCW and and, and you asked people in their locker room, oh, our locker room was crazy. Our locker room was great, brother. And you asked somebody in the WWE locker room up no oh, how was that? Oh, brother, our locker room was great. It, you know, we all, everybody has stories. You know what I mean? Everybody can tell you stories for hours. That's, it's like, they're almost like wrestlers are like sailors. You just, if you got time and you you ask, they're going to tell you. And it's kind of one of those things of like, like I said, man, there was, there was a lot more family and I know that sounds really weird. So imagine the family, I guess, <laughs> this is the easiest way to put it. It's, it's that family, like ECW, I guess. And this, <laughs> it's probably going to get me in trouble in some level. ECW, I guess, was the family with the hot cousin who you weren't sure how related to or you were. <laughs> and you were kind of glad you brought the rubber to the reunion but you just weren't sure if you were going to use it it was just one of those that's how it seemed it was just um as, as fucked up as it was it was kind of normal um I think I've said I've said this before g- leaving the wrestling business into a into a normal world with a nine-to-five job and where you don't just... you're not just insane every day and you don't, you don't, if you say insane things, people, it really starts mattering. Like if, if we were to just talk and then start talking nonsense, it wouldn't matter for an ECW. You know, we go out, we go to a diner and we talk at a diner and we say whatever we want, or somebody walks in with their head bleeding, wearing a pair of uh, smiley face uh, boxer shorts as shorts and just sits down and tells the waitress that, uh, you're really tired and you only had 12 Xanax, so you're bleeding a little bit more than you should be. Eh, nobody cares because you know what? ECW, all right. Right. That's all, that's all that matters. If you do that now and you go to your job at Lowe's, there's a good chance you're not going to keep your job at Lowe's. Um, it's not going to build your reputation at Lowe's for the better. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, hey, just see, uh, did you see Carl from Lumber? He was bleeding again for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it was. He was at the diner throwing up in the back. It was weird. I don't know what that was, but it's the transition was. Uh, it was interesting, and you know, again, this is it's part of the thing. Like I said, even if it was worse at the time, it made us better people in the end. Um, know, as if this is the end, you know, like we're all going to die tomorrow. But um, just like at, at, in our in our age, in our advanced age, um, it's made us better people. I think. Because we know how not to act anymore, right? <laughs> and we, right. And we know exactly not to do these things. Or if you have kids, um, which I don't, knock on wood, I, just you know what not to tell kids, not to say to kids, not to do in front of kids. So you know, it's uh, it's been a, it's an interesting ride. And yeah, man, there's a lot of there's a lot of drugs, a lot of weirdness, a lot of uh, a lot of bad behavior. But again, this wasn't this wasn't. We weren't here for, you know, this wasn't Sunday school. You know, it was ECW. Like we weren't here to to show you how to how to behave in, in society. We were here to get in the ring, show you something that you probably never saw before. Yet, um, now it's an opening spot and on anything. But um, we go in the ring, show you something crazy that you would never do, and call it a night, man. We, you know, everything else was our time. Mind your business. So, yep. that's uh, you know that's that's how it went, um, you know, and just and then now you, it's funny when you know all the friends who do have kids, and they're all like, uh, and you're like, oh well, what do you want to do? And you grow up, and they're like, I want to wrestle. You like, you do not. If I hear you say that again, I will <laughs> smack your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> or you look, you look to make sure their mom's not around. You know, and he's like, well, what do you want to do? I want to wrestle. All right, all right, keep it down, relax. don't say that too loud your mom might hear you
0: what do you think about good old paul Heyman? there's so much different kind of schools of thought a lot of people say genius obviously one aspect creative aspect Mm -hmm. then they say he's the complete opposite business-wise he might be the worst businessman of all time but there's no really middle ground with him either people love him or they hate him i feel like
1: well, I think I'm I'm exactly what you just said. So, as I said earlier, um, artistically, I think he's I think he is brilliant to a degree. Um, you know, he took chances and he he did something that something different. And I'm sure a thousand people can say, "Well, he stole this and this." Uh, yep, he did, but he did it first on TV. So right. shut up. You know what I mean? Like that's you can't you cannot dispute that. Business-wise, um, the bouncing checks and all the bullshit you've ever heard, it's all true. Like, that's real, man. And, and unfortunately, there's nothing around. There's no way around that. A lot of people, people who worked, they didn't get what they deserved. You know, they didn't. That's that's just the facts, man. There's no... You can't polish it up. You can't make it cooler. You can't, you know, try to just... It stung. It sucked. When when it closed down, everybody will tell you the same thing, like uh Danny, you know, Danny's big thing was he asked somebody in the ring on the last show. Um, and he goes, is this the last thing? And they're like, no, nah, don't worry about it. And they're, they're doing the beard thing gimmick. And Danny was like, uh, "Now, nah, well, it's fine. It's fine. And it was the last show. Because how many times was this done? You know, and who knows what's real? Yep. Um and, and then to come find out later on that this was all funded some of these things were funded by Vince and this was this and this was that and this payroll came from this and that and it's like motherfucker if th- he was throwing out where was our money like <laughs> right <laughs> so you know uh, so again everybody can go back and forth and say oh hey I, I do have that middle ground Um, there was a part of me a long time ago that I, I had a lot of anger towards him um the reason I had anger, and you know what? Here's the thing: um, people could say I'm stupid or whatever else. Um, it wasn't even the money. Uh, money's money, and it comes and goes. The fact that I was on the phone with him, and it's a joke now. It's a joke between all of us because we've all heard it. And maybe I was, you know, I was naive because I believed him. And the joke is on my father's eyes, um, and he promised me it was. Uh, sal listen to me Saluch. i promise <laughs> you whether it's mowing lawns or driving a taxi you are going to be right next to me oh okay hey paul whatever you need let me know and again here's a, that that's the, that is the truth uh, he that's what he said to me and that's what i was like cool man hey i take it i have no reason to not believe him he explained everything to me and i was like cool man great and at the time we proved it on many occasions we would fight and kill for that man yeah, <laughs> oh yeah so like and, and we proved it we we did it uh, quite a few times um and you know again hindsight 2020 um but it's one of those situations where uh, you're looking back going wow you just blatantly if i would, t- if i were to tell you john pause listen to me Um, I'm going to be at your show 830. We're going to do your show, okay, man? 830. I will be there whether I have to climb over a truck full of dead babies. Like, (laughs) just, I will be at your show at 830, and then I just blow off your show completely. Right. Like, at what point are you just going to go, you son of a bitch? Like, you didn't have to promise. You didn't have to promise to climb over dead babies. You could have just said, if I'm there, I'm there. And that would have been fine. That would have been even better. That would have been fine if I said, bro, if I can make it, I'll make it. Okay, cool, man. At least at least I had, there was an option, I, and I came up with a back idea to fill in the time if you didn't show. But if I, John, listen to me, I swear to you, I swear on my eyes, I will be on your show. And then I just didn't show up. It's it's really just to think, you're like, wow, you fucking just looked at me and you lied to me. That's what got me. Because I, ne- I've ne- I would never do that to someone. And especially someone who I consider respected I thought respected me and that's that's where my heat was uh, money and all that other shit, it comes and goes and you know I could tell you, you can say it's very Zen or very stupid however you want to however you want to coin that phrase I just you know, like I understand what's worth and I would rather have somebody's word mean something than the money
0: did he owe you a lot of money at, you know at the end of the day
1: not a lot of money Um Compared to some of the other guys, not a lot, not a lot of money. So it's like, again, like I said, it's just, it still would have been nice to have, but all right. I still, I'm alive. I still, I'm still alive without it. So we're cool. Yep. (laughs) Like if you were talking to me and I was in a bus station, we'd probably have a different conversation. (laughs) Right. What did you think about Guido and Mama Luke and
0: yourself? You know what I mean? It's like, those guys are great. And don't get me wrong. I love Guido. Great work. But it's so funny. It's like
1: little guy, little guy. Oh, they're with this gigantic guy. Like the optics that, are, are that was the that was the point. That was the whole point of it. Um and I'll be honest, man. The um, so look at it from every angle. You go from like Tony Mameluke right? You look at this dude, and he literally looks like someone who would be standing outside of like on base 17 outside of a deli. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like just, yes. just waiting for the phone, the the pay, the old payphone to ring, and to get the call. I got to go pick this up. All right, great. <laughs> and then you know you have, but now here's the thing: you look at you look at Tony, and and you're like, oh, it's a real small dude. He always reminded, and this is going to sound like such a weird, weird stretch. He always reminded me he had that Roddy Piper thing where he wouldn't stay down. Remember how, like, when Piper used to do his bit, Piper would never laid on the floor. Piper never just rolled around for an hour. Piper was always up. Even if he was swinging to, to take a bump, he was always up, always standing up. No matter what you did to him, Piper got up. See, uh, Tony was the same way, like, literally, in every every aspect of his life, no matter what – and he's not dead. I hate, I hate talking about him like he's dead. Um, <laughs> no matter what got thrown at him, no matter what – he was thrown at, he got up. Um, Even if, if, like, if, yeah, my respect level for him is just amazing. And Guido too. Like Guido is insane. Um, When I say insane, I don't mean like running around the house with a chainsaw and saying, I mean, his mind does not stop working. Cause it's always grinding. Like his head is just gears are always turning in his head. He is neurotic. Um, when I say that, I mean he needs and wants and makes sure every angle is covered in that match. Um, it, it, to, to, as far as the work is concerned, he was insane because he he wanted to make sure he gave the best show he could. Um even if it was, and again, even if it was only to make sure that he didn't get yelled at, it was he still made sure everything was covered. There was no angle left open. Um, and I was grateful to have those guys. They were they were amazing. Um, and again, they they that uh, they afforded me. They did the work. I got to walk around and do a couple couple spots, and uh, I got to I got to jaw jack a lot. So. That was that's that's my specialty. So that was fine. We, we, had a, we always had a good time. And um, even if it was the day, you're not feeling good. You're not you know, you're just not feeling the day. It's, uh, it's crappy. Whatever the whatever the case is, you came to work. And then so those two lunatics just in the corner <laughs> talking and you're like, oh, shit. And and you're watching Guido go 100 miles an hour, and Tony's going, relax, relax. And I'm just watching the pantomime happen. I know what's going. I know what I'm walking into. But it just it was it was well perfect. I'm here. I'm home. (laughs) This is it. And no matter what, no matter what else happened that day, it's like okay, all right, time to go to work. And that was, and that was okay. I was okay with that any any day of the week.
0: To me, one of the most memorable ECW moments for you happened via, like, I guess everybody could watch it via fan cam, and that's Ready or Not hits, Scott Hall makes oh. a shocking, <laughs> shocking appearance. To me, it was like, I you know, you read it, via a mark, you read it on the internet, like, wow, Scott Hall and ECW, this is so freaking yeah. cool. So my buddy, like, as soon as that fan cam came out, he got it, we were watching, so we're like, oh, that's so cool. But then, you know, you hear, like, oh, my God, I can't believe he lost. Big sell, holy crap. But right, then later and- in the night, he beats Credible in the main event. But what was that like for you? Because... I mean, man, what the first of all, the pop for him was
1: awesome, unreal, oh, total shocker, so crazy man. Oh, that was so crazy, Mid Hudson. That was and now here, Mid Hudson, um, Mid Hudson Center has a lot, a lot of memories for me. As far as even before that, uh, but now he came in the back. We saw him and it was oh hey man, what's up and I mean it's cool and you know it's cool. You, you see him and it's like all right. Um, I used to watch him with uh, you know with. Uh, Kurt Henningen back in the day, AWA and stuff. And Scott Hall, I'm like, fuck yeah, reason like, All right, great. And then he comes and he comes and, hey, big man, how are you? And you're like, hey, man, I'm a nice major. And He's like, hey, what's going on? So we just started talking and he's a super cool guy. And um, it was his idea. He says, why don't we do this? We'll come out, we'll do this, we'll come in, the sobby da, do this and this. And big man comes, does the boom, bing, bing, bada bing, we're home, we're in. And I'm like, I'm going, what? <laughs> what? what are you talking about? Like I'm waiting for the joke. I'm waiting where's the rib? Like, right? And I look at Dreamer, and Dreamer goes, Well, do it, go ahead. Well, <laughs> Um So I was just and and that's what we did. We went out and we we had the, you know, did our bit and um and it was seen that was also um mid Hudson was when uh I think I did the the dance off with Bubba. You know, we had a we had a dance off there, you know again just stupid things that re- that I remember um and but like the doing the Scott Hall bit it was like it was his call his idea and he wanted to do it like he wanted it and he's like nobody will see you come it'll be great it'll be wonderful man you guys are going to be over well, I'm sure I guess and I'm sure Um, when you were watching the fan cam because let's be fair here's here's the thing I wasn't a fan favorite. I was, I was a handful of people. They liked me, um, and it was kind of like one of those ironic things, where to to you, you hear this, you hear ready or not, come on, and you're like, what, Scott Hall? And then when I beat him, you're I guarantee you and your friend are going, what the fuck? How are they putting this hump over? We were shot right? And and. Nobody was as shocked as I was. But, again, it turned into – it was one of those things where it meant the world to me. And, again, uh, I went back when we went to uh, ECW Arena for – they had the legend show, and he was there. Um, and I went you know, 20, 30 years later, whatever it was. And I said, I went over and I said, Scott, I just want to – I wanted to thank you. I said, I, I don't – I know I thanked you a 100 times that night. I go, but I would like to say thank you. It was a real cool thing you did and he said to me he goes thanks that you know that means a lot to me you know all the problems he had all the demons he had whatever you want to say about the guy always a gracious dude and he was super chill and i I will never never forget a guy like that that's again i would i would deal with a hundred a hundred times of that because honor means something that meant something and it didn't hurt him not a lick like who who said well Scott Hall, he got beat by Big Sal. Nobody. It didn't hurt him at all. And if anything, it was a bigger buzz that he was in ECW for for that night. You know what I mean? So to see that, and then you watch these other guys who are, oh, um, yeah, I can't do the job. This is my hometown. Um, uh, Go fuck yourself, man. Get over yourself. It's a work. The whole thing, it's a business, you schmuck. Yeah, you know, obviously, you don't know how this works. And guys like that did. And I appreciate that. I, I very much appreciate that. And I'll never I, I'll never say a bad thing about someone like that.
0: Very cool moment, obviously, for you. It, it that, was, that it was, it was very cool. great. When ECW is heading towards bankruptcy and closing, did you see that coming at all? Or was that shocking? Oh, we all
1: saw it. We all saw it coming, but we were all again, like I said, when Danny at, at the last show, Danny was like, We'll be back. Pfft, opened up a beer, did the bit because we were hearing this day in and day out. We we're closing every weekend. This is the last show. Okay. Oh, uh, we got, I got another flight booked next week. Okay, great. This is the last show. So it was one of those things. It was just coming. We just, it, we just didn't know when, like we were Thelma and Louise in the car and we see the cliff, but we're like, eh, it's coming. Hang on. Wait for it. We just didn't know when, you know, cause we get different stories and, yep. There was optimism because nobody wanted it to end. As much as everybody wanted it to end, nobody wanted it to end.
0: So, what about the whole rollerball controversy? <laughs> See, we- wait,
1: wait, what's the controversy?
0: Well, Heyman went nuts. <laughs> Years ago, I interviewed CW Anderson, and Heyman got a hold of the interview and just went <laughs> nuts on Twitter. 15 tweets in a row about how CW is a piece of shit. He's totally wrong. And uh, CW is like the nicest guy in the world, but it's like the rollerball thing's not true. And I just talked to Harry Slash and he was like, well, the rollerball thing was filmed in uh, New York and Westchester wasn't filmed in L.A. And, you know, just trying to figure it out. But Heyman says not true. He wasn't trying to get in with rollerball and and get in with WWF. He was focusing on saving ECW. That's why he was making these trips. Like, what's the nah, truth?
1: Oh, who knows? That's that's the thing you can ask a thousand guys and you'll get a thousand different answers because everybody was told a different story. Everybody was kept in the dark. And that's the best way to keep something quiet is tell no one the truth. Right. Or tell everyone the truth and just tell them in different ways. So from if I, like I said, the man told me the man swore to me on his father's eyes. The man swore to me, I would always have a job no matter what job it was. I would have a job with him or beside him or in some capacity next to him. Except I didn't and I don't. So th- he lied. So automatically, I, you know, obviously I can't trust him. I'm not going to put it this way. If Paul were to come in and knock on my door right now, I would invite him in. Would you like something to drink? Paul, you want something to drink? Can I make you something to eat? Great, man. We'll sit down. We'll hang out. I have no problem with that. If Paul were to show up at my door and say, Listen, I need 10000 dollars <laughs> I have an investment for you, I would strangle him on my front lawn and hang him up on a flagpole. Because that's ridiculous. But again, like, like I said, you, you it's it's all it's all amount as uh, a, a matter of perspective and the angle that you were informed from. So you know, whereas Tommy Dreamer would be the mouthpiece to us and go. Listen, this is going on. This is going on. This is going on. Okay, cool. Dreamer has no reason to lie to us. We I've known Dreamer forever. He has no reason to lie to us. But then it turns out Dreamer wasn't given the right information either. So now right? So uh, people are going to ask me and somebody goes, well, what are we supposed to do? I go, no, no, dude, it's cool. Dreamer told me this. So now I've just given from the office. I've given you the word from the office. But now if the office was given the wrong word... I've just passed on wrong information, so it depends right. on who you ask. So, you asking, and I, I appreciate what you're saying, but you asking, what's the truth? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> because, gotcha. Yeah. Because we're all in the same spot. Where, see, uh, so uh, rollerball. As uh, speaking of which, um, I was after all this was going on. And there was some, again, still some weirdness going on. We're at the movies. <laughs> at the movie theater and I'm with friends, non-wrestling people and all we see on the screen is Welcome to Rollerball and I went, oh my god, I just had the fucking douche chills and all my hair fucking stood up and I'm like Heyman, oh my god like, and this gigantic boiled ham of a head was 30 feet across on the screen and I was, uh, I was like, he's how? What the fuck? How is this? What's happening? No I, I had no idea that you wow. know he was in. He was doing this movie, thing, but there he was on the screen. And it was like, what? What the shit is this? But again, we you know then we laugh about it, and then uh, it, and you go, you call immediately. You're like, hey, dude, what is happening? Why is Paul on this? And then you find out. Oh well, he went. Oh, that's. I thought he was going to California for this, or I thought he was going to this. Who knows why? Everybody was given a different reason. And then when things just pop up, you're just like, oh, all right, I guess he knows what he's doing. Maybe he's doing it on his day off. You know, obviously, if you're going in for talks, he's not going to be in talks 24-7. So he probably had some shit to do. And he probably did some other bit, some other stuff on the side. Okay, great. You know, and you just you chalk it up to everybody's just everybody's hustling. <laughs> everybody's got a hustle going on. Okay, great, terrific. The Haman hustle. The Haman hustle. Um and we, we all thought that there was, like we thought he was involved in South Park somehow <laughs> because we, we swore that they were going to, they probably used his voice at some point in the, in the, vid, in the show, you know, when they, they, they summoned the demon Haman, So we all thought, you know, again, it's not anything we could put past him. You know what I mean? Like it's just, this is, that's just another level of he could be involved in it. We'd never know.
0: So it's Seems, just yeah, it's, seems like his guys ended up okay you know what i mean like his new york crew Mm -hmm. Taz, the dudley's um dreamer Dreamer. it seemed like they ended up okay so once he got in the door he kind of helped some of the guys but not all the guys
1: and and even to a point i think um you know the office guys that's who it was you know of course yep so again you know it's it's but a lot of the guys here's the thing too a lot of those guys too we're smart to the business, like, you know, guys like Bubba and shit like that. They they are smart to the business. And guys like Devon, uh, professional, ultimate professional. You know what I mean? So that's, you know, I'm not going to, none of those guys can be discounted for their talent or their professionalism. You know, and you say what you want, you know, make fun, joke. on. We joke with the guys. I, I know personally, If if I don't like you, I'm not going to say anything about you. You know, unless it's, you know, go fuck yourself. But like, uh, we joke about Taz and stuff. That's only because we couldn't joke about Taz when we were there because, you know, you were scared of him. You were scared of the guy. He's, he's your boss. Oh, man. You're, you're worried about what he's going to say, what he's going to do. And, but now nah, I don't have to worry about that stuff. We're all adults. Yep. So now I can sure. just say what I want. So, yeah, yeah. very true. <laughs> but it, as
0: we head towards the finish, head towards the wind down here with, you know just looking back at your career and at ecw do you have like regrets like you like oh i wish i did this or i wish i did that or i wish i confronted paul on this and you know i wish uh, you know sometimes i wish he would have paid me here and i would have confronted him like anything any sort of regrets you basically Uh, look back and you're happy with everything
1: well you always wish things worked out better um wish you paid attention more um there are certain things when you know you wish you oh, sure maybe shown a little more respect to somebody um who you thought might have been a bad guy, but they it turned out they were just trying to take care of their own. You know, and I I'm not I'm not above uh I've made mistakes. We've all made mistakes. Um but like honestly confronting confronting Paul and saying, Oh, you owe me money or you know this. Uh, You know what it turns into? That would all that would be right now. That would be another rumor. You know, like oh shit, Sal almost killed Paul in a bathroom, Um, and then somebody else will hear the story that it was over drug money. <laughs>
0: right. You know what I
1: mean? Like oh, Sal, uh, he Paul uh, stole a bunch of Sal's pills, or you know, it, it's just shit that isn't true. So again, um, hindsight twenty twenty, but confronting people or nah, it's all we yeah water under that bridge?
0: Yeah, it's like you hear a story, even like a podcast, and then somebody else hears a story like that didn't happen.
1: That's not true. And
0: and then it was like, oh, he held up the guy and he he took a you know steel case and he hit him (laughs) over the head with it. It's like that's not. I don't even own a steel case. Yeah, I don't don't even own a
1: Halliburton. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we've we've had that talk. Yeah, always (laughs) always happens.
0: So what do you got kind of going on going forward? Where 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 can we see like what are you going to be have going on?
1: Uh, Right now I do uh, go hard. What's it? uh, HJ, the real HJA at Gmail. Um, It's a hard junkyard apocalypse. It's our YouTube channel. We just put out our first promo for it. Um, Working on some, uh, working on new content for our show uh, where we, we have uh, two characters. It's character driven show. Uh, Watch old horror movies. The old, kind of like those old eighties horror hosts. Um, Again, not looking to make a ton of money. We're looking to create content. I want to make some entertainment. Like that's 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 why okay. I don't know why you're why you're doing it, why you do podcasts, uh, why people do videos, why people do these things. It's either you want to tell your story, you want to entertain, or you want to inform. Okay. And if you can make money from any of three of those or any combination of those three, great. But that's the reason I do it. Um, I want it, one of those three things. I want to. I want to tell somebody something. I want to maybe show somebody something that they have they haven't known before. So I get to inform you, and if I get to entertain you while doing it, then I'm cool with it, man. I just want to. Uh, I want to do these things, and I want to keep creating and keep doing dumb stuff. <laughs> so yeah, I, I feel like that's. Uh, so again, uh, you want to reach out to us? It's HJ uh, Real HJA at gmail.com. Um, we have a YouTube channel where are going back on Twitter hard horror, horror underscore junkyard um we got a lot coming coming back up we we shut the show down for a little bit and now we just re, you know started up again and go in a different direction just to kind of uh kind of bring back a little bit of a nostalgia thing for me now that was that was as big a part of my childhood as wrestling um was you watch wrestling in the mornings and then you watch horror movies Saturday afternoon, you know Chiller Theater, uh, yep. you know uh, Zachary on a PIX in New York. I know at, a, at Channel Eleven on New, in New York. Um, that was that was my childhood, you know. And then Friday night fright fests and you know all the stuff that you stay up late for, not supposed to watch. Or uh, that's I miss that stuff. And again, we're lacking it. It's now everything's on the internet, so you can you can see all old horror host shows on YouTube and everything else. And I want to bring some of that back a little bit, just uh, a little bit more innocent kind of dumb stuff. So that's where we're at. That's where we're going. And um, also, so, um, you know, again, we're going to find out what, uh, with you're saying earlier, Realm, things going on with uh, Horseman and Ben and, and Papadon and and Stevie. Me and Stevie uh, do these pop-up uh, stream of consciousness called the Unshow, um, where we he just, we pop up on Stevie's channel and we, discuss something uh, random it's it's that's unproduced unscripted on everything unrehearsed so yeah it's the unshow. no format um, no and uh it's it's honestly it's um it's 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 very therapeutic i you know getting to talk with guy like stevie uh super smart uh super super good guy and i'm you know glad to another guy glad call him friend so definitely um i think I'm, 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 I am lucky to have people who I've gravitated to who are not scumbags. If (laughs) if that makes any sense. Um, And and they're the people I still get to interact with daily. And those are the people who have kept me strong when things got a little shaky or if, you know, they needed my help. I was there to help. And that I love, I love being able to help my friends. So um, that's, that's, that's pretty much where I'm at right now. That's where we're going. Um, so if you keep seeing, if you subscribe to us and you see more weird crap pop up, it's because, uh, I just don't want to stop being a weirdo, I guess, and just keep creating silly stuff. I want to, you know, it's just ever since, uh, there was two things I wanted to be, and this is, this is documented in my in PS 138. I wanted to be a wrestler and I wanted to be a cartoon. That is, is a true story. When I had to write, we had to write what we wanted to be when we grew up and a wrestler was one and a cartoon was the other.
0: Sounds about still, right.
1: I'm still working on the cartoon part, so I'm I'm hoping to to achieve that at some point.
0: Hey, sounds about right to me. So
1: yeah. Um, so again, thank you for having me on, man. That was it's been very cool. And uh, hey, thank you. Whenever you'd like, to. I'd love to come back. I was gonna say
0: you better come back for another one, and then and I have another no, one. Yeah, you I got gotta no, come back.
1: No problem with that, man. Nice. I know you're hard to
0: get a hold of, but I gotta get you back on.
1: I'm I'm not hard to get a hold of at all. I'm 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 always I'm always around. Um, it was just, it's been been Oh yeah, I blame Ben. Yeah, yeah. say <laughs> blame that guy. He's like, I
0: don't even know if I remember if I talked to Sal or not about it because I was like, when are you gonna ask him? I've asked you like
1: ten times. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah. He asked me and he goes, uh, he goes, what's your email address? And I didn't see it till the next morning. And I'm like, oh, hey, here's my email. But you know, he's had my email. He's ha- he has my email. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> And it's like, <laughs> like, oh, here's my email again. Sure, but yeah. But anytime you want to get me on, I'm 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 around. I uh, like I said, you might catch me at some point, and I'm wearing a dumb mask or playing with puppets, but I'm here. Nice,
0: big Sal. Thank you uh, so much for all the time. Thank really you. appreciate it. And uh, ready or not, you did have that win over Scott Hall. So there you <laughs> go. You got that. Thank One you. The, yeah. Thank you, guys. Brother